Go home. No one loves you. This is our podcast. I'm Lena. I'm Mark. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, today we're going to talk about fun, fancy deli meat appetizers that you can serve at your next bridge party. I really wish we were talking about that because I love meat apps. Fucking prosciutto. Oh my god. Salami. One time I went to Thanksgiving at this ex's house and his sister was there and she brought these things called alligators in a blanket mm-hmm. and it was pickles and they it was wrapped in salami and cream cheese holding it together. And she goes, yeah, I just thought it would be like a fun way to get the kids to eat vegetables. And I'm thinking to myself, that's why all of you are so fat. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh my god, these are so good. I was gonna say, sounds delicious. It's so <laughs> it sounds good. so delicious. It's I've I've eaten like fourteen of them, and pickles have zero calories. I love pickles. I went to my parents' house on Sunday to cook dinner for my mother because it was her birthday, and we like grilled a bunch of stuff. And when I brought out the pickles, I just scooped them into my gullet the whole time. They're so good. I. Wish I was invited to your mom's birthday. I thought she liked me. My mom loves you. I told you I was showing my mom videos of you and Olivia. Why wasn't I invited? It was just me and my brothers because we never do anything with my parents. Like, it's never just the five of us. How old's MB? 58. No. Yeah. My dad will be 60 this year. What? Mm-hmm. I'll be 30 on May 12th, so I have less than a month. That's amazing. MB yeah. looks great for MB's 58. MB's a knockout. Just getting an indoor pool and killing life at 58. Hanging out. Starting a brand new career. Drinking her drinks. Whenever I go there, they're like, um, do you want a drink? Do you want a beer? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm not drinking today. They're like, well, do you want, do you want wine? I'm like, no, I'm not drinking today. What about vodka? I'm like, no, I'm not drinking today. Do they not understand that, like, you have to drive from Lancaster to Buffalo? Right. And if you start drinking, you're drunk. And also, it's like, my mom, we call my mom a pusher because she hates drinking alone. So, like, if it's the middle of summer and they're doing, like, yard work, whatever, it'll be, like, 11 a.m.-ish. And she'll be like, I'm going to have a drink. Who wants one? And we're like, I'm good. I'm okay. Like, we still have the whole day ahead of us. There's still things to do. Come on. Have one drink. So before I know, we're all drinking with my mom because my mom wants to drink. She's a pusher. The best life hack I ever got in my whole entire life mm-hmm. was from your parents. Yep. <laughs> it was that day we went out to, like, 4.30 a.m. Like we did every other weekend. And, like, woke up. So hungover and Probably maybe still, still drunk. drunk. Mm-hmm. It's like 90 degrees. Nine, it was the day of the Elmwood Art Festival. And we met your parents there. And, at the beer tent specifically. Yep. And your dad looks at us and he's like, you guys need a beer. And we're like, no, oh, oh, no. And then he gave us beer and it was like a miracle. It was like magic. And then he gave your dogs water. I know. It was really sweet. It was. My your parents, parents are good people. They are. They're great. They're fun. I love them. Oh. That's good. You they kinda were, have to. They were really good parents. And even though, like, I'm sure I probably wasn't always the easiest kid, and I'm sure you probably weren't always the easiest kid. At least we had like I was the best kid. We had good because you lived in a box. We had good Exactly. <laughs> we had good parents. But then it makes me think about all the kids out there who were just little fucking shits. And they had great parents. Yeah. Did they though? 
I, I a lot of times I think it's just luck of the draw. Some you so honest. I do believe that sometimes it is like nature versus nurture, but sometimes people are just bad eggs. I definitely believe more in the latter than the former mm-hmm. because me too. My sibling and I could not be more different, and we yeah. could not be closer in age, and not be twins, mm-hmm. and it's. It's literally like the inverse of me. Uptight, mean, evil, but not in a funny way. Mm-hmm. As opposed to my easygoing, carefree, jovial, likable friendliness. Sure. She doesn't have any of those qualities. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like some kids were really fucking evil yeah and sometimes you just can't help it and that's a great way i think to sort of segue into what we're actually talking about today kids who kill yay yeah this is probably gonna be a really depressing episode i don't even know if like i can make no i can make some jokes during this no here's the thing we're going to make jokes about the bad people. And I get that some kids are innocent and one kid will accidentally shoot a kid because they get a hold of a gun. Accidentally. This isn't these p- people. No. And I'm going to say right now, if any of you have a fucking problem with it, fucking get out of my goddamn house. Go eat a fart cake with Brianna Valeni in jail. Yeah. A little cake. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, when I was a kid. Wait, time out. I've been sending you fart cake emojis all week. So I send you the little, the little fart cloud under the, under the nature. And every time you and do, then I, I send just you, die. And then I send you a cake emoji. Fart cake. And I don't even know why I think it's so funny, but. Because it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> so I want to tell you a story about when I was a kid, actually. Okay. First. Because it actually. Sort of ties in. In Savona, New York. What the it's, fuck is that? Do you know where Corning is? Yeah. Okay. It's oh, okay. it's like 20 minutes away from Corning. I mm-hmm. remember it's a three-hour drive from where we where I grew up in okay. Dunkirk. It's in Steuben County. It is a blank oh, and you'll okay. miss it place. Stu- I know Steuben County. It's it's farms, basically. Steuben sounds like an old fat man. Stewart. Steuben, no, he's like Steuben, and he he smells like mothballs. See, I think Steuben sounds like a type of poop that you would take, <laughs> like a really horrible one, like one that smells oh, so bad it burns your nose. Steuben, <laughs> it's just dropped the nasty. Steuben. You better flush three times with that Steuben. <laughs> My aunt and uncle lived in Savona in Steuben County, <laughs> and uh, we would go out there a lot. They were dairy farmers, and. I remember we were out there for Halloween once, and this is how, like, country the that place That sounds is. like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I was so pissed, because Halloween's, like, my There are Halloween. no houses to ca- to cotton candy to, to candy well, to. Growing up, like, if you look at pictures of my Halloween costumes, yeah. as compared to, like, I don't know, Bobby, who's an army soldier, I'm like a vampire with blood dripping down my face <laughs> and an eyeball falling off and I'm holding a severed head and it's obvious that like I really take Halloween seriously. Mm-hmm. So when we went there, we didn't have costumes. We forgot. Everything's really far away. Yeah. 
my costume ended up being a paper bag that <laughs> they drew an owl's face on. Did you wear it on your head? No, on my body because I was little. <laughs> that was my costume. And this is so sad. I'm so sorry. This is indicative of the type of place Savona is <laughs> because nobody even like looked twice at it. They were just like, because oh, it makes everybody sense. was like that. <laughs> everybody was like that. Like I think my sister was wearing like a sheet. <laughs> That's truly what I want to go as this year. That's I did that a few years ago. Just a sheet goes. But you should do a sheet. <laughs> With a tearaway, and there's another sheet under it, and then another sheet under it, and then another sheet under it, and then nothing. Like it's nothing just my there. bones, because the last one's actually my skin, and I remove my skin. It that would be a Roxy Andrews ghost. So it's very backwoods, uh-huh. and we probably where, where do you trick or treat to though? It's far. I was just gonna say we walked like five miles and went to six houses. I'm surprised you even had six houses. Well. One of the houses is actually involved in the story I'm going to tell. My aunt and uncle's house Uh was down the road from their dairy farm, like quarter mile. So we would ride bikes there. I actually drove a car there once when I was like 11. Yeah. Uh, I got to drive the tractor down the road all the time when I was that age. Like it's it's not far, mm-hmm. but um, their house is set back from the road. You have to drive over these railroad tracks. Oh. to get to it, you can see it from the road. It's just yeah. like there's just tracks in their front yard. Yeah, like and their yard's big, and in front of their house is sort of another house. Like it's off to the side. Like it's not directly in front of it, but you can see it from the side of. My aunt and uncle's house facing it. Okay. That makes, it works into the story. Okay. And the people that lived in that house were an older couple, uh, and their names were Red and Edie. That's cute. Red was named Red because he had red hair. So was it his nickname? I don't know. Um, I don't know a lot about them, but I do know quite a bit about their grandson. Okay. Because there was really nothing to do. Like, there was an abandoned barn Uh that we would play in. Like, literally, like, nails sticking out of things. Right. Like, the most dangerous place in the world. And we saw this kid that was, like, close to our age mowing the lawn. Actually, no. All we saw was this hair bobbing up and down because it was, like, bright red. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) And... We were going to ask him to play one day, I remember, because we'd be out there for, like, weeks at a time. And it's either awful. go to the barn and milk cows or play in the barn. Or maybe get tetanus. Yeah. But we looked through, like, these blackberry bushes at him. And we were like, no, we're not going to ask him <laughs> to play. Because he was the ugliest kid in the whole entire world. Like, disgusting. His red hair bobbing up and down. He had, Yeah. He had red hair and, like, really thick glasses, and his ears were, like, down by, like, where the corners of your mouth would he be. He had huge ears, like, long ears? No, they were low. Like, they weren't long. Oh. They were normal size. It was just, they were, like, two inches down like lower Frank than They looked like Frankenstein, but with ears instead of knobs. Yeah. Like, if you were given a red-colored pencil... And a skin-colored colored pencil yeah. and told to draw the most evil-looking child you could, mm-hmm. you would draw this kid. <laughs> well, you just would. Okay. Um, and that kid's name is Eric Smith. <gasps> no. 
Yeah. And it was it was kind of a very publicized case that happened surrounding him. Okay. So if if you know about it, just pretend you don't. Well, all I know is that we briefly brought him up last week, but I didn't know about it, so I didn't look into it because you said you were going to cover it. Okay. So I still know him nothing other than he that he was a ginger and I looked up his picture and I went, oh. Yeah. And you can say that because he's the devil. Okay. Yeah. Savona's got nothing and it's summer and it's, well, it's like 1993. At least it's like summertime though and not winter. I feel like that would be even worse. I don't know, like, in the wintertime, you can kind of do a lot of stuff there. Like, there's a lot of really steep hills. And oh, for, like, cross country skiing. Yeah, like, it's not, mm-hmm. like, around here where you just can see forever. Yeah. Like, there's these giant hills that obscure your vision. It's actually kind of cool. Like, Well, then I retract my statement. Well, like, one day my mom was like, hey, let's walk across that field and climb that hill. And... She said it in front of my aunt. My aunt's like, why would you do that? <laughs> and she's like, so we can be at the top of the hill and look at everything. And she's like, and you're going to walk across a cornfield? Yeah. I don't know. It's just how you look at it, I guess. No, I totally get it. So in August of 1993, Eric is riding his bike to the local park because there's like a summer day camp there. I used to go to those all the time. Loved them. I went to sleepaway camp because I just hated being at home. But yeah, so he's riding his bike down the road uh, and he sees this little boy walking in the same camp. Mm-hmm. Four-year-old Derek Roby. Now, in much the same way, I say Eric looks evil. Four-year-old Derek Roby, and I'm not just saying this because of the outcome, which I'm sure you've already kind of figured yeah, out. Yeah, I had like my eyes closed and I was like, oh, He looks like a cherub. He looks like one of those little, do- he looks like an angel. like A cupid doll with the little chubby cheeks. He just stuff? looks like innocent. the most innocent, angelic, little four-year-old boy that you would ever see with his little blonde bowl cut. How like, old's Eric? He was 13. Okay, yeah. At that point, that's when kids are like gross and going through puberty and they look fucking weird and they have like acne and shit. So, of course, he looked awful. But then you got sweet well, little baby. He still looks awful as an adult. And right. he looked awful before he was in puberty. And too, what's the so. little boy's name? Robbie? Derek Rose. Roby. Roby. Derek is a sweet little uh, little little kid. Little thing. Just innocent, yeah. Little thing. And the oh, summer god. camp's a hundred yards from his house. Oh god, okay. Eric got bullied a lot at school, so they tried I'm to not blame surprised. what happens next on that, but um yeah, no. Some people would get bullied because they're fucking awful. Yeah, and he was. I lay it on me. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so Derek's walking to the same day camp mm-hmm. in the local park, and Eric saw Derek. Let's say Smith saw Derek Roby. Okay. Uh, and lured him into the woods. Okay. And immediately started strangling him. What the fuck? Knocked him to the ground, dropped a giant rock <gasps> on his head. And this is this is gonna get graphic, but he broke off a tree limb and sodomized <gasps> him with it. Like a tree limb. And oh my I God. only like I remember 
hearing about the story on the news when I was really little. Yeah. And I asked what sodomy was. And nobody would explain it to me. Oh. So I had to look it up in the dictionary. Oh my God. And while doing all this, he also took off all of Derek's clothes and like almost displayed him. So it was really a graphic and violent crime. I hate uh, this. And I hate to I hate to use the word fortunately. But fortunately, the trauma to his head mm-hmm. with the rock is what killed Derek. So he so, didn't have to live through everything else. Exactly. Oh, poor um, baby. Oh yeah. And this this happened a hundred yards from his house. Well, people who strangle are completely different from people who like, like, as far as like abuse goes, they're so much different than people who just like hit a woman and give her a bruise. People who punch and leave a mark, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They're trash. People who strangle are like a completely different kind of monster. And typically people strangle with the intention of silencing someone, which almost always leads to murder. So that kid is fucking sick to even think. Because even like fighting as a kid, you just kind of like slap him. Well, his lawyers like, too eventually, like they tried to say that he had explosive personality disorder. No, which at that's that age, it's not it's not no and all the mental health professionals that were not biased yeah found him to be completely sane and normal maybe (sighs) a little stupid uh and just awful well his mother took while she was pregnant she took this drug called tridone uh for seizures oh which has it's speculated that that's what caused Eric's yeah. appearance, mm-hmm. but it's never been proven to have the side effects of creating an evil child. And that's what they tried to say mm-hmm. was another reason. Like, they just kept throwing things out. But anyways. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck that. 11 a.m., Derek's mom, Doreen, she goes to the park to pick him up. Mm-hmm. He never arrived. And that's when shit, like, hits the fan. Everybody's like out searching, calling the police. That's a baby. That's a four year old. It's a baby, and it's in a town of like three hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the size of your high school class. You know, mine yeah. anyway. Well, no, mine was. I guess it started at three hundred, but it ended at like forty two after babies and dropouts mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. But um, <laughs> they found him that evening. Uh. And obviously, just shock and horror hits this small town, and everybody's terrified. And because that's fucked up. He didn't just like kill a kid. He like tortured him, to- like, or tried to. Ugh. And he treated him like one of those insects that like creepy little psycho kids pull apart. Mm-hmm. And this little tiny town that you know lets four-year-olds walk a hundred yards through the woods to the day camp and never locks their doors and knows everybody's name is suddenly plunged into like this nightmare and the profile that was created by like police psychologists is this is an older man who is not from the town he is inherently a bad person right. he is suffering from either schizophrenia or sociopathic tendencies basically they're describing like 
Charles Manson. Someone random, which is what I was going to say is that you like as some like as trying to picture myself as someone who would be living in the town, there like you wouldn't even be able to fathom it being any of your neighbors. You would want to assume that it would be the random mass murder whatever you wouldn't want to think that your neighbors because i'm sure everyone knows everyone in that town because i'm sure they all go to the same like dollar general whatever there's one corner store my cousin worked at it exactly so it's so much i don't want to say easier but i could see why why they would want to think well that it's not someone they know it's a crime that an adult would perpetrate too it's just fucked up. Like, regardless it's, it's of age, horrible. whoever did that is just right. But just wow. statistically, yeah, it makes sense that that yeah. is no. what people mm-hmm. would be looking for. And for a week, like people are searching for like clues Anything. and looking for this person. And there's this kid that's really eager to help. Yeah, and always stopping by the police station. Can I look for anything? Can I help? Eric's mad. Are you fucking kidding? Nope. That's like when murderers return to like the drop-off scene or the crime scene. But worse. Yeah. You know what it's I like mean? It's like BTK sending sending the, the floppy disk to the police and then finding him. So, finally, Eric tells his mom <gasps> that he did that. <gasps> My mom would fucking punch me in the face. Told her in the morning. <sighs> they called the cops in the evening. Oh wait, no. Like, if but my did he kid, have school? No, 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 no. This was still summer. It was August. I would have been. I would have been like, what, what? And I would have dragged him by his fucking stupid ass stupid red ass wig. Ginger hair. And I would have dragged him fucking Ronald dragged him McDonald the whole way. Looking I would have motherfucker. pushed his face on the ground and dragged it across the fucking concrete all the way to the goddamn police station. Exactly. And exactly. then I would have kicked him in the ass right through that door. But instead. They waited and discussed how they should proceed. Fuck that! And then that evening, they decided that the best course of action would be to call the police. Okay, I could see if... No, I couldn't see because no matter what... If you did that, I would immediately you call on you. Killed a kid, yes, exactly. Immediately, and I'd break your nose. Right, same. That's what I'm I saying. I wouldn't think twice well, about it. And it's like again, not to say it would be different if, but I could see how the mom would be like, "Okay, let's be reasonable about this." If he again accidentally got a hold of a gun and accidentally shot someone, or if he was walking and the person accidentally fell down a cliff, you know what I mean? That's different than straight up. Luring a kid yes, into the tra- woods. Trapping, being a fucking creep, strangling him, dropping a boulder on his fucking head. No. And then shoving a tree limb. I didn't him. want to say the part because it's so fucking gross. Let's just well, call this fucking kid like he, gross ginger devil. Can we not even say his name? He doesn't deserve that. Gross ginger devil Thank says you. that he did that last part because he wanted to make sure that Derek was dead. That's his justification. So he sodomized him. Yeah. That that was that was his reason. I'm done with this story. And that like and the it wasn't the murder he was the most ashamed of and tried Uh to explain away before his trial. It was the fact that he undressed Derek and sodomized him that he was like trying to explain. He never tried to explain. Oh, I saw this kid. I killed him. No, it was always like the stuff that could be perceived as 
homosexual tendencies. Oh, because they wanted to say that he was like possibly closeted or something and exploring. No, it was it was just because that was the only thing he was really embarrassed about. Oh, for touching a little boy. Yeah, that was the only thing he tried to explain away. Ginger devil, gross ginger. Exactly. Um, No. So goodbye. Yeah, and literally a year later, Smith's found guilty of second degree murder and was sentenced with the maximum sentence for juveniles at the time, which is nine years to life. And he spent the next four years in a juvenile detention facility and then was transferred to a medium security adult facility. The one in Erie County, I think it's called Clinton. Probably. Okay. Well, he has been up for parole nine times. So he's still there. He was denied every time. I'm surprised no one killed him. Right? Because that's normally who they first go for, like the people who go after kids. Well, his next parole hearing is in January of 2020, and nobody expects that one to be granted either. Now, here's... There's so many gross parts to this story, Mm -hmm. but this part's really gross. Eric wants to apologize to the Roby family. So he writes this letter. No. He writes a letter. Mm -hmm. He doesn't send it to them. Instead, he calls the news and reads the letter on air. No, he doesn't deserve that. He deserves nothing. You don't get that fucking platform. He didn't want to apologize. He wanted to garner sympathy and let the public know that he's- Yep, so he could be paroled. And it wasn't- it wasn't like And the news station complied? Yeah. He, but no. he read the sonic. Garbage. And it said how sorry he was and that he would trade places with him any day and no. he wishes he could go back in time. And then he ends the letter with living my life behind these these uh these concrete walls and fences and barbed wire is unbearable and I can't do it for the rest of my life. So kill yourself. So he makes it about himself. So kill yourself. Yeah. Maybe really. you shouldn't have, maybe you shouldn't have fucking murdered and tortured a 4-year-old boy when you were 13, you fucking piece of shit. But can you imagine like to Woe is me. That's the thing. Like he's obviously Ugh. not remorseful and I Not at all. That's exactly why he's been he's having denied a pity party. nine times. He's the victim. Yeah. What a like, fucking, like he he's says, like a psychopath, yeah? He, yeah. He oh says God. everything that. Right? What? Why'd you laugh at that? Um, <laughs> hey? It was a little Canadian. Um, it, it was like he, he Googled like how to write an apology letter to the yeah. family of somebody you murdered. And then he added a little bit at the end all about how horrible his and life is. And then followed it up with, but I am really sorry. Yeah. Like, it, he made it about himself. That's called a no apology. It's a, I'm sorry that you feel that way, yeah. Lena. Mm-hmm. So that if you ever, ever, ever fuck me over and you feel the need to apologize mm-hmm. and you preface it with, I'm sorry that you feel mm-hmm. we're done. But what about when you are, like, bummed or whatever, and then I, like, oh, not that's because fine. of me. Okay, because I'm always like, I'm sorry you feel that way. But, like, let's say you uh, like, start dating Shliatica again. Never. And <laughs> okay. you know that I'll get pissed. 
Uh, you're not. I would get and murdered. And you say to me, Mark, I'm sorry that you feel angry that I'm dating Schlietica. No. No. Well, that's not the way. And I mean, you have like, never done it before. And that's why you're my friend. Well, a lot of people because do I'm someone who will like own up to my shit. Like, I'll be the first person to be like, oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Like, Eric Smith. No. No, not um, him. Oh, stop saying his name. You should oh, bleep out his name. Ginger Devil Cunt. <laughs> I don't. He just looks like like a like a melted fucking lasagna carrot lasagna thing. Yeah, he's just he's the ugliest kid you can ever imagine. And on the inside too. Oh, oh, his insides match his outsides perfectly. Like some some people are beautiful, but they're evil people. He's evil and disgusting looking but as horrifying as the crime think about what a terrifying place savona new york became must have that. been for that week where they didn't know who did this did um derek's family end up like living there after that or yeah they, they never moved away That's um, so sad. i don't know the people that live there are very attached to it like my aunt and uncle, they moved from there, but it's because their farmhouse literally, like, was collapsing. Oh, um, Well, no. I mean, they just, they really liked it there. They moved down the road. Oh. <laughs> like, it's, if, you know, you know how, yeah. like, I'm happy in Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a place that makes me happy. Yeah, that makes them happy. Savona is, like, it's, it's a special microcosm of people. It's got a really cool geography and people that like privacy in the country and a strong community right there. so what was the reaction from the community after eric had come forward and his mother reported him 12 hours later abject horror were they pissed i like did the did that did ginger Khan's house get egged probably right i don't know i I don't even know if I don't think that he was close with his parents like at all. And like I don't, he was just I don't, a fucking freak. Well, I know that he spent so much time at his grandparents' house uh-huh. just because of the visual. Right. But it also says, like, in all the research I did that he was really close with his grandparents. It barely mentions so his, his parents family. hated him and the grandparents probably well i mean if i shit out a baby that looked like that i'd hate it too they probably knew that he was a bad seed also it's probably well, why they shipped him off all the time he's fucking ugly and he's awful i would be embarrassed like i'd be like uh we're gonna go to the store why don't you stay here but i'm four no stay here eric <laughs> get in your box <laughs> well but I'm glad he's never been paroled, but I also can't believe that he's still alive because, like I said before, normally people who like crimes against children, those are the first people. Well, I think that's why he was transferred to a medium security um, facility mm-hmm. instead of a maximum, too. Because they knew shit would go down. Because of the population. Um, and I know that that prison has a very tight rein on its inmates, so not a lot goes mm-hmm. down, but he is segregated quite often from the population and i i mean he was sentenced as a 14 year old to nine for nine to life i hope he stays forever well i i think he will because his his presentation of being remorseful is very poor it's not 
it's, it's disgusting. It's not remorseful. Like, you're not going to send the letter, but you're going to call the news and read that. And then you're going to end it with, how hard your life is in prison? Right. Like, yeah. And I was, I was going to make a couple prison rape jokes, but I can't even. I just, I hope he dies in there. Well, maybe he will. Well, I don't think he's getting out ever because he, I mean, being up for parole nine times and getting denied that many times. <laughs> and like, I, it's. I'm so glad. <laughs> right? I'm so glad. He, well, if anybody deserves it, he does. I, I think that your brain changes as you turn from a kid into an adult. Which would mean he should be sorry. And he's not. No, he's a fucking psycho. And everybody that examined him, everybody that wasn't related to his defense team, mm-hmm. found him to be perfectly sane with an average IQ and no reason whatsoever to have done this. Yeah, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, it. it's just... It's a story that would have really resonated and stuck with me forever, even like if I hadn't had that connection, seen the kid and like known the town really well. And the fact that he looks so disgusting and his victim looked like just an angel. It's it's a really strange juxtaposition. Like I they're really very much on complete opposite mm-hmm. ends and you can't like imagine a more angelic looking kid or a more demonic looking yeah kid. he's weird. so fucking gross looking fuck so, evil ginger cunt yeah i i don't even want to say if i go home no one loves you evil ginger cunt i want to say i hope somebody skull fucks you <laughs> while you're alive and then you have to eat a fart cake you don't even have to eat it. They shove it down your throat. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. So. Fucking bye. Fuck off, ginger cunt. So much for this middle of the week episode being the fucking relief. Jesus I, Christ. I know. <laughs> so that's the one thing I was going to say after the story is that. Sorry that this isn't the fun episode this week. I We're I, just going to. You guys just got to suck it up. I know. It's just. I would have. I really wanted to tell it, and I knew that if I didn't tell this story mm-hmm. this week, we would forget about it. Yeah, because I forget. I forget what I'm what I ate for breakfast. I come up with like three stories. Sometimes more than that. Sometimes I have like seven tabs open of like different stories that I want to do, and then I like write half of one down, and then I go to a different one until well, it feels like the good one. I was like, yeah, shit, this has got to be the Wednesday story because I'm in the middle of the Sunday right. stories right. and I'm not going to remember in two weeks. Um, When you said that he he was ugly on the outside and then we said he's ugly on the inside, it made me think of Adam Rippon's new book, Rippon's new book, you know, the, the ice skater. His book is called Beautiful on the Outside, too, or something like that, like really like catty and like funny and sarcastic i'm i don't like him oh i love him because he fucked up that drag race meet the queens thing so bad no you need to listen to him on rupaul's podcast no, as well you, as Ross you Maddie's need to podcast. listen to him don't tell me what to do no he is so endearing and he's very he is very witty and very funny remember when i texted you the other day you were at my wedding denise 
Yes. <laughs> he posted his picture from RuPaul's Drag Race, and that was the caption that he used. You were at my wedding day. <laughs> it was just that reveal, that Meet the Queens thing. That That's not his so, fault. It kind of is. That's it VH1's was... fault. Isn't VH1 dropping them anyway or something? Yeah. Dropping Drag Race? That's what I thought. No. Yeah, after season 12. Isn't That's that the a reason? fucking cash cow. Isn't that the reason that they're taking the break after season 12? I know they're going to the UK, but... Well, they need to take a break because they've right. been pumping shit out like nobody's right. business. Right. Like, we just had All-Stars 4 and All-Stars 3 was like... A week ago. Yeah. Well, I a- Actually, I thought Trixie Mattel won the current... I, this is... I know. I know. My brain. <laughs> it's because we're talking about really depressing shit right I know. now. Do you want to hear a joke? Yeah. Oh my god, what about Carrot last week? That one was so good. What's orange and oh, sounds like? Oh, I guess like I a- already told it to you. <laughs> oh, shit. I only know one joke that's not about dead babies, and that's not appropriate today. Um. Well, I'm about to tell you a joke. It's a really long one. Are you ready? Uh, does it have a punchline? Is it funny? And is it actually a joke? Or is it a story about horror and a child murderer? <laughs> that That one. It's that one. <laughs> okay, so, so not a joke. No. Quite the opposite. Uh-huh. You're going to think it's a joke. Um, this comes from... <laughs> no, I won't. This comes from the New York, nydailynews.com. Um, this, uh, that's nydailynews.com. <laughs> this was published in 2014. However, the story takes place March 25th, 1989 in Kresgeville, Pennsylvania. Girl. K-R-E-S-G-E-V-I-L-L-E. Is there an app that just, like, has things phonetically spelled? I normally Google how to say this, and then there's a video that speaks to me, but I didn't do that for this story because I got real mad. I don't even know how to say this fucking kid's last name. So, March 25th, 1989, Pennsylvania, Kresgeville, Pennsylvania, Cameron Kocher, K-O-C-H-E-R. Yeah, I mean, okay. I would think, Coacher. Him and all his classmates, they got a snow day. What more do you want? He's uh, fucking nine years old. What? Snow day party. Snow day, right. Like, yeah. just fucking hang out. So basically what all the kids did is they would gather at the home of Richard and Trudy Ratty. Like, that's just like the the neighborhood house. They, Richard and Trudy Ratty. Yeah, they have. So Dick Ratty <laughs> and Trudy Ratty. Yeah. They're good people, though. They have um, they have a daughter of their own. Um, so it's not like kids are just going to some random couple's house. <laughs> They, like, you know, were doing, like, kid stuff, whatever. Okay. When Coacher's parents left for work, he went next door on Hideaway Hill Road to the home of the Raddies, and this is where all the neighborhood kids gathered. A first grader named Jessica Carr, she was seven years old, she can't challenge Coacher to a video game called Spy Hunter. <gasps> no. No, I'm thinking Contra. What? This, no. The, they described this game as basically players shoot machine guns that are mounted on top of a speeding car. Okay. I can only assume this is probably like this 1999 Atari. Atari? Right. So, Coacher being who he was, he was a fucking cocky little boy. He was like, I'm I'm an older boy. I play my video games. I'm going to whoop her ass. He also mm-hmm. knew guns. His dad was a hunter, obviously, because they grew up in fucking Pennsylvania. Of course. And they lived in the middle of nowhere. So, what else are you going to do? Like father, like son, Coacher was a hunter, and everyone called him... Little Rambo? Ew. What a cute little last or cute little nickname. Little Rambo. Because I, he, it might have been cute back then, but now it's ominous and foreboding. It was because I wrote because B C U Z guns and camel were life. L Y F E. 
for him. I don't get it. Because guns, guns and camo were life. Oh, oh, so you're doing it like text speak. Yeah, Got I was it. trying to be funny because fuck. It didn't work. Guns and camo. So I wrote all that mas- masculinity and Kocher got beat by a girl. He was pissed. Did you say masculinity or masculinity? Masculinity. Okay, because masculine and a first grader, <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. No, masculinity. So even into the afternoon, Coacher was mad that he lost to a girl. So this is when- What she- was her name again? Jessica Carr. Let's say, hey, Jessica Carr, congrats. Because you probably, this kid's probably a cunt, and I'm glad he whooped his ass. Right. So at this point um, in the early afternoon, Trudy Ratty took the kids outside to play in the snow and to go on the snowmobile that they had. So everyone's outside except for Coacher because he went home. He because he's a, pissed. He threw a temper tantrum. He fucking took his ball and his teddy bear and he went back home. And he was like, I'm, not, I'm better than her. Let's say he took his Barbie. And stomped home. And his pink dress and his little play school fake dress up heels. And he stomped all the way home. We are huge proponents of gender fluidity and identity, 100%. by the way. But I just feel like that is the worst thing you could say about that kid right now. Actually, the story that I have for next week is about um, a trans woman. I'm really excited to do it because I wanted to get up on my high horse for a minute and talk about all this. So, Coach, <laughs> At least you're on it. I'm serious. Coacher went home. And when he went home, he did what all kids do when they're throwing a temper tantrum. What's that? Uh, slammed a door. Yeah. No. He took his little fucking Weasley ass, he went home, he went up to his parents' bedroom, found the hidden key, went into the gun cabinet, (gasps) because that's what you do when a seven-year-old girl beats you at a video game. Inside the gun cabinet, there were 10 guns. He took a 35 caliber Marlin rifle, he found the correct ammo in a different drawer, and loaded it into the chamber. He's a first grader. She's a first grader. He's like in the fourth grade or something. But still, there's 10 guns. Yep. He found one and then he found the correct ammo for that gun. Yeah, because he's it? a hunter. So his dad well, taught him all this shit. you can be a hunter, but Jesus Christ. Yes. He knew it. It gets even worse. It gets even fucking worse. He, he took the ammo and he loaded it into the chamber. I didn't even know that that's what it was called on a gun. God bless you. Shows how little I know about guns. So what what did Coacher do then? Like a big fucking bona fide creep. He opened up a window, removed the screen, leveled the rifle on the windowsill, and aimed at the snowmobile 100 yards away. He found his target. Boom. He calmly replaced the screen, returned the gun, put the empty shell casing back in the box. Oh, my God. Fucking nuts, right? Yeah. One shot. Leveled the gun up on the windowsill, <laughs> put the empty shell casing back in the box, and placed the screen back in the window. Did he, who was on the snowmobile? Like Mrs. Raddy was driving it with her daughter on it and Jessica Carr. Did he know that Jessica Carr was on the snowmobile? Yeah, that's why he made the snowmobile his target. See, I didn't know if he was just so angry that no. he was just shooting. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So um, a few minutes later, Richard Raddy called Coacher's house, and he was like, you need to come back to our house right now. Jessica Carr has been shot, and we're afraid that there's a sniper running loose. (gasps) He. So he was worried about Coacher. And 
Coacher, meanwhile, is the one who did it. Shot the person he intended to shoot mm-hmm. on a moving snowmobile, mm-hmm. no less. Mm-hmm. I that's that's intense. Yeah, this kid fucking sucks. I when you said he leveled the gun and shot the snowmobile like I'm a fucking thinking, sniper. I was thinking like, okay, he saw the snowmobile that they owned and like just tried to shoot at it and he because he's mad and he was like i'll just shoot one shoot but he coldly and calculatedly mm-hmm. picked out the person on the moving snowmobile mm-hmm. and in one shot mm-hmm. i ugh. yeah yeah so when coacher returned to raddy's house it was a fucking mess the kids like the other neighborhood kids that were there they were crying and praying around jessica as she was laying on the couch dying so as coacher walked past everyone he calmly said if you don't think about it, you won't be sad. And then he went and played the video game all by himself. <gasps> mm-hmm. You stop. I swear to God, this kid is fucked up. So um, The really fucked up part mm-hmm. is that every time I beat somebody at something, <laughs> yeah. like if I'm playing Guess Who with like an eight-year-old <laughs> and they lose uh-huh. and they start to cry, uh-huh. I always look at them and I go, if you don't think about it, you won't be sad. You lost. <laughs> Well, that's what he said, everyone, as Jessica Carr was dying on the couch. Jesus. So later that afternoon, a state trooper, obviously because the police and whatever were called, had noticed um, a little half-moon-shaped cut on Coacher's forehead, which was a wound from the recoil of the rifle scope. On the rifle scope? I don't know what any of that means, but something shot back at his face and left a little half-moon-shaped Eric Moon baby. Well, it's not, that's not like a... It's not a sniper rifle. It's a hunting right. rifle. So, I mean, a sniper rifle, you're not going to get that recoil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's smooth. Well, right? Not, not re- it's just built different, different functions. But you're not supposed to use the gun that he chose that way. Right. Well, not only did they see his little boo-boo on his forehead, but investigators found Coacher's blood on the rifle and near the bedroom window. So... If the if the boot fits, if the shoe fits, you must have. <laughs> so, two days after the shooting, the Allentown Morning Call announced to the world: nine-year-old arrested in killing. Oh my god! No one so young had ever been charged as an adult with murder. This prompted a national discussion about judicial punishment for kids who commit vile acts and justice for victims. I wish I would have been old enough to participate in that discussion because it would have been like this. Fuck them. Send them to fucking jail. Right. And you know what? Like, should they, like, have to suffer? No, because they're children. They should, you know, they're the easiest to, like, work with as far as, like, reform goes. So do something about it. But, like, you still fucked up. Bad. So Richard Raddy had said that the pity was misplaced. He said... And I quote, you can't feel as bad for the coachers as you should for the cars, which I completely agree with. Everyone was trying to say, you know, he's a kid, whatever. But as you already said, he was clearly very calculated with what he did. And he went as far as placing the empty shell casing back in the box to like, in my opinion, that was to like cover up the fact that he took a bullet. I'm I'm not an anti-gun person. Mm hmm. And it sounds like, I mean, they did everything right. They educated their kid and how to use them. Right. But he, just he had sucked. no business knowing where that key was. No. 
And I can see how it would turn into a thing where people would rally behind them, though, because it's such a divisive subject. And, like, the juxtaposition between, <laughs> like, people that are anti-gun yeah. and pro-gun. Right. The pro-gun people are going to get behind the Kocher family, not because they care about the outcome, but because they, they care, care about, about the guns. guns. Right. Which... Whatever. I mean, we're still having this discussion fucking 20 years later. 30 30 years later. This was 1989. That was the year I was born. 30. So psychiatrists looked at him and they said Kocher was normal. They did a ton of tests on him. So like there's like literally nothing that anyone could say. I don't Um, think they tested for (laughs) cuntitis because that's a little bitch boy. Right. Doctors said um, that he was remote emotionally. He was emotionally removed from what he did. So much so that once during a morning court appearance, he fucking fell asleep. Yeah. Did they try to blame video games? Well, they didn't say that specifically. But the judge ruled five months after the murder that Kocher would be treated as an adult because the shooting was willful and deliberate. I mean, it doesn't get more willful and deliberate right. than that. However, Kocher was free at the time on a $50,000 bond and attending summer classes while his attorney fought for him to be tried as a child. Classes where? Wherever he, wherever like he went to school. summer school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he... The, cause With this other happened, kids? Because this happened in March, so after everything, like, you know, he was missing school. So, Jesus. yeah, they put, him, they put other kids in danger because this kid had to fucking go to school. So finally, three and a half years later, a resolution finally came because this fucking asshole's lawyer kept trying to, like, say, no, he needs to be tried as a as a child and not as an adult. Poor Jessica's mom named Donna, much like um, little Derek's mom, Donna. Uh, Doreen. Oh, fuck. I thought I was close. <laughs> God damn it. Um, she reluctantly signed off on a plea deal. What was it? At this time, Kocher was 13 years old. He was convicted of a misdemeanor of involuntary manslaughter. His sentence was probation until the age of 21. He never went to jail. This was never on his permanent record. That. So they're basically saying that her death was an accident. That is horrifying to hear. But I guess like. In a way, I have to have a lot of respect for that girl's mother for being able to, I guess, forgive something she that didn't. horrible. She signed off on the plea deal. Then I wrote, Donna regretted the plea deal. At one okay. point, at one point, she went on a talk show and said, he should have gone to jail for life. He took my daughter's life and he gets to be free. Well, because the reason that Eric Smith was never tried as a child is because Doreen absolutely refused right. to allow she, that And, to like, you know what? I'm sure after three and a half years, it was probably, like, I need fucking resolution. tolling. She needed some, She wanted to be done with it. Fine. But I, I feel like I never, ever would have signed off. I would have been like, fuck you. And fuck that lawyer. Even Raddy, the neighbor, said that all of this was a fucking disgrace. He was, like, absolutely disgusted in the whole outcome of it. You can't, like... I mean, you don't know how you would feel, though, at that point in time, like having something that heavy. Right, but you would want justice, though, you know? And that's where it's up to, like, the courts to be like, no, this kid, something needs to be done. I don't know if I would 
like after three and a half years of thinking about something like that every second of every day, I don't know if I would want justice right. or if I would want resolution. But it shouldn't have taken three and a half years. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Is You're that right. they should have been like, oh, this is unacceptable. No, this fucking kid needs like he's he should not be free on bail. None of it. So whatever article this is from, from whatever source, the last sentence was whether he feels guilty or not. Coacher, now 40 ish, has never made headlines again. Yeah, and he gets to work at jobs that require background checks because yep. nothing's going to pop up. No, nope, because it didn't show up on his record. A different nothing. name, and you know, God. yeah. And so that's why um, my story fucking sucks is because the outcome is unacceptable. We should question mark. I think the title of this episode should just be the most depressing episode ever. But at least fucking ginger devil cunt face he he's still in prison this guy they basically said um that it was a mistake and that he accidentally killed her and that it shouldn't have happened which obviously it shouldn't have happened but by no but means there was, was there was no, no mistake about it there he was knew exactly a lot of what he skill. Did. right right it's not like he like somehow like lugged this fucking rifle over or whatever and shot this girl like it tried to shoot her and then someone took the gun away from him and he accidentally shot someone else he straight up tried to like take her out like a fucking sniper would well he did take her out right like a sniper right would. and a sniper wouldn't even probably attempt that they'd probably wait till the person wasn't moving mm-hmm. on a vehicle she's a seven-year-old girl you know I, that's horrible yeah, it was pretty depressing, but I felt like it was at least one where we could, like, talk shit on this fucking asshole who lost a video game to a fucking seven-year-old girl and flew off the goddamn handle. But it's okay because it was just an accident. Yeah, just an accident. My ass. I Like, any other explanation I would find more palatable and easy yeah, to, Yeah, like, he literally take. lost a video game. That's why he did it. Well... It's the just an accident part that is, it's too yeah. much for me to even, like, process. Yeah. Because, I mean, it it could not be any further from an accident. And I get everyone needing to have a defense lawyer, fine. And I get that those people, you know, have to do their do- their job, like, due diligence, whatever. But, like, The court you... has to step in at some point yes. when things are dragging yes. too long. Yes, And, like, ugh. just them, like, fighting for him so hard, like... Fine, but don't like if you're gonna fight for him to be tried as a child, like that's still murder. That's not manslaughter, that is murder. I there's a difference. I can really, I think, sympathize with Donna though, because at that point it must have been so exhausting. I'm sure she was exhausted, but again, it shouldn't have even taken that long. That should have been the easiest thing ever. Yeah. They had all those details. Like what what like what more do they want out of a case? I guess it's just a question of, like, how long you can live with something horrible like that. Because, like, Doreen and the pr- mm-hmm. prior, uh, Derek's mom, she she stood her ground. She's right. like, no, you are not trying him as a yeah. kid. And she also didn't have to go through three and a half years of hell. She went through right, a year. Well, yeah, it was one year, which and, is how it should have been here. Yeah. That's what, like, you know, that's the fucking issue is, first issue is that that kid lost his shit over a video game. The second issue was the way everything was handled, you know? Yeah. They had all the evidence they needed. So. Well, I... that little shitbag. Yeah, I hope he has a miserable life, and I hope he sees her face every time he goes to sleep. Oh, me too. So I doubt it. Bye, Coacher, you little 
fucker. Yeah, seriously. I hope you lost every single video game after that. I hope your parents took away your Atari and then they never bought you anything else after that. And I hope that, like, your kids beat your ass in, like, video games now. I hope your house burns down with you in it. (laughs) So, bye. Bye. Bye.